Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this morning's recording of Morning Prayer. Okay, let's start um, our service this morning. Good morning, Pauline. Good morning, Leslie. Just lovely to be here and share this with you. Um, So in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's hum along to that opening sentences and the call and responses. One thing I have asked of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. A bit croaky now, I got panicked. (laughs) Morning, Don. One thing I have asked of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Who is it that you seek? We seek the Lord our God. Do you seek him with all your heart? Amen, Lord, have mercy. Do you seek him with all your soul? Amen, Lord, have mercy. Do you seek him with all your mind? Amen, Lord, have mercy. Do you seek him with all your strength? Amen, Christ, have mercy. Well, thank you, and really sorry I was late. Morning, Don. It's, I was explaining, it's because of technical difficulties with Facebook changing the way they present information every time. So I'm very grateful to Gary, who's kindly in the background supporting and hosting morning prayer this morning. So here is our declaration of faith. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. So just a reminder there to stop panicking and trusting God (laughs) instead. That's my little lesson for this morning, I think. But thank goodness, or thank God rather, that Gary was there to help and support. So our first reading this morning is a psalm, as ever, and it's Psalm 27. So I'm sure God's going to speak to me through this as well. So here we go, Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. 
of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fail. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. And here, interestingly, we have the words of that refrain in the psalm. So we'll have to remember that it's Psalm 27, those opening words and the call and response. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Your face, Lord. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my helper. Don't reject me or forsake me, God my Saviour. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not hand me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. So some amazing encouragement in that psalm just to trust God. And also, I think, a reminder that sometimes we have to wait. And that's an important one, isn't it? Because like all 21st century people we like things to be instant and we like to pray and it happens and god has different ways of working from our ways and a different approach to help us to sort out our problems so we have to wait for the lord and be strong and take heart so be strong doesn't mean our own strength because we have none. Jesus is the true vine from which we draw all our nourishment and all our strength. So we seek him, we remember that we're part of that vine, we're grafted in. So therefore we are receiving that, those nutrients all of the time. So we have to recall that and draw on that strength every moment of the day. And our minds love to tell us something different, don't they? Just like my panicky self this morning. 
but actually God is there to help us and he will deliver us from whatever difficulties we face. So our reading, other Old Testament reading, is from 1 Kings and it's verse 13. And this is a verse that actually I, I feel quite sad about this. It's about King Rehoboam who becomes king after Jeroboam and he's quite a young man and when he becomes king of Israel he asks his older advisors for support in understanding how best to deal with and manage and govern the people and in the days of his father as the people came to him and said your father put a heavy yoke on us but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us and we will serve you so in other words make our lives a little bit easier just don't put too much pressure on us and we will serve you willingly an amazing guarantee from the people to support their king so Rehoboam listens to the advice of the older and wiser counsellors that he has but then unfortunately he thinks to himself oh perhaps I better go and ask the young men or my buddies what they think and sadly they give him very different advice and he says the young men say these people have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, put, met, but make your yoke, yoke lighter. Now tell them, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. And then we have verse 13, which is the one for our reading today. The king answered the people harshly, rejecting the advice given him by the elders. So what lesson is God teaching us in that lesson, in that particular reading? Let's have a think about that for a moment. When we have a problem, when we have something that we need to consider, it might not be a problem, it might be a choice of two different things, just as it was for King Rehoboam. We pray and then we go and ask people in the church, maybe in the home group, maybe in the family, those who know the Lord who might be able to give us some advice on whatever the issue is. And we listen to that advice and weigh it up. The danger here that Rehoboam fell into was that he asked advice of those who were not as wise and as experienced. And if you think about the advice they gave, the people had already given Rehoboam a guarantee that they would serve him. So instead of trusting that and trusting God, Rehoboam went ahead and did something to make the lives of the people more difficult, which sadly did not serve him well as king, as we find out later in the chapter. And you can read it in 1 Kings 12. So if you want to read the rest of the story of Rehoboam, have a look at that 
this morning because it, it's always fascinating reading Kings and um, one and Samuel. I find them quite depressing occasionally when it says that um, people um, didn't follow God's advice. So there we are. We have we have to sometimes learn these things, don't we? Um, Okay, it's now putting up the titles on my phone of what I'm saying. That's fascinating. So we've got subtitles as well. Um, so our New Testament reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9 to 23. So here we go. For we are fellow workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the reward, sorry, the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives among you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness and Again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then, no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future. All are yours. And you are Christ and Christ is of God. So quite a rich passage there from Paul about the church and building the church. And interestingly, and I think this is a lesson to reflect on for the church today, right now, and that is that those who are saved are saved. We know that if Jesus has saved you, you are saved underneath are the everlasting arms holding you securing you in your faith and belief in the lord jesus christ but remember the foundation of everything is jesus christ and his teaching and jesus didn't throw anything out from the law 
he built on that. So he said, love your neighbor as yourself and love your enemies. And of course, the Sermon on the Mount is, gives us that foundation for everything that we believe, as well as those words of Jesus about loving our neighbor and loving our enemies. Now, I think what Paul's saying here is whatever happens, whatever's put upon that foundation, God will test and the test will come later. And if it's something of worth, of value, then that will be blessed. If it's something of less value, then it will be burned in the flames. But those who love and trust the Lord will be saved. So there's hope for us, even if the church's teachings veer off from the truth, there is still hope for those who are saved. But the main thing to remember is the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. So even though people think and think they're extremely wise and, and learned, sometimes that wisdom has to be tested against, well, all the time, that wisdom has to be tested against God's wisdom, not our wisdom, against what Jesus said. And that is the way to test the truth of people's teachings. Do they put Jesus front and centre of everything they talk about? Or is it about tradition or the institution? Because that's where the Jewish people went wrong. They focused on tradition and they were easily drawn away from the truth of God's law into all sorts of weird and wonderful beliefs that came from all over the place, the people around them, and some really horrible ones. So testing what people say against God's word and thinking about, are they preaching the Lord Jesus Christ, him crucified, his saving power, the fact that he's risen from the dead and is alive today, is that their doctrine? because that is the doctrine that we read in the Bible, and that is God's truth. So, as God's church, we are being built, and that's the amazing thing. So each one of us is contributing to the building through the gifts that we have, whether it's a gift of kindness, a gift of support, a gift of prayer, a gift of prophecy, whatever gift God has given us, an encouraging word to another person, that is part of the building, part of the bricks that are being built up to make the church God's church, God's building. And as Christians, we are there to serve God above all else and put him first. And there's that wonderful acronym, I don't know if you've heard it, of for joy you probably have I'm sure Jesus others ourselves if we put our own self or our own glorification above others or above Jesus then we're heading on a downward spiral so whatever we do in our lives Jesus is first above all else then come others and then comes yourself your own needs so with that in mind, 
we're going to move into our time of prayer because that's when we're going to be thinking about Jesus, his power to work miracles and to support and nurture his people. We're going to think about others and their needs. So I can see the comments amazingly. Thank you, Gary. So do please, if you've got any prayer requests, pop them into the comments. Um, before we pray, I'd just like to say a special thank you to Caroline, because she did such a fantastic job on Monday for morning prayer. Um, so I'm sure she'll be inveigled into doing further morning prayers for St. Tom's, which will be wonderful. It is a bit nerve-wracking, Caroline, and I've learnt today how nerve-wracking it can be to go live on Facebook. So just another thank you to Gary. So do please put those prayer requests in, but let's start with those people that we know and love in the St. Tom's family. And particularly, Lord Jesus, we want to live calling to you today. She's had another date from the hospital, which is tomorrow, to go in for her knee operation. And I haven't heard that it's been cancelled. So let's pray, Lord Jesus, that that operation will not only go forward as planned, but that it will be the most amazing success that Pauline will wake from that operation and that terrible pain that she's been in. She will feel no more. Please guide the hands of the surgeon, surgeons or surgeon. Give them wisdom, give them understanding, help them to do precisely what will make that knee completely better. And we do thank you for Pauline. We thank you for her her trust in you and for her continued faith and belief that you will bring about her healing. And we just want to lift to you as well those in St. Tom's family and those who've been part of St. Tom's who are suffering from long COVID. Lord Jesus, we do lift Michelle, Sue and Kat to you. We thank you so much that they have been slightly better as time goes on, but we know that Kat had a bit of a setback a couple of weeks ago. And we do pray that you will bring about complete healing for those people. We thank you for being with them every minute of every day and for blessing them. And we thank you for delivering them from fear of every kind and just giving them peace and joy in believing and knowing that you are very close to them Lord Jesus in those difficult circumstances. No, I think Pauline's just said she doesn't want to call to later today cancelling her operation so we just pray Lord Jesus for your mercy in this situation. You know how much Pauline's been suffering and we thank you for just being close to her and comforting her and giving her confidence in you. We also lift to you, Lord Jesus, the dreadful situation we're in at the moment with fuel. And we do pray that you'll give the government wisdom 
in how to deal with this situation and that you will give people wisdom and sensibleness in the way they approach buying fuel for themselves. That people will recognize and understand how not to be selfish and to think of others in the community when they go and buy their fuel so they won't overstock and overbuy. But we pray too that those fuel deliveries will start to come through again on a regular basis successfully. We pray too for Roxanne and we thank you that she's got um, the referral for her MRI scan. That's a real answer to prayer. And we do pray that that MRI scan will show where the difficulty lies. Oh, I've got a granddaughter. Hello. Uh, well, come here and I might be able to help you. We'll show the people, shall we? Look, this is, this is Gillian's present for being a good girl. So she wants me to take the plastic off. I think I'll, you'll just have to wait a little while because I need to do it very, very carefully. I don't want to hurt the horsey. All right, I'll do it when I finished. So thank you, Lord, for Roxanne, and thank you for her patience in waiting to find out what the difficulties are. Lord Jesus, I just want to lift my son John to you today as he goes to hospital for the surgeon to look at his shoulder blade again. We thank you for giving the surgeon wisdom and the right advice and that the shoulder blade will be completely healed. Thank you for bringing him safely back from Poland with his boys. We thank you too, Lord Jesus, for the blessing of Deepa on Sunday evening and for all those who were able to attend and found that such an amazing time of sharing and worshipping you and prayerfully thinking about the direction you want for St. Thomas. Lord, we just lift to you the um, application for a new vicar and a new children and families worker. And we thank you that this is in your hands, the right person to shepherd your flock at St. Thomas's, Fair Oak and Horton Heath. We thank you for blessing them. And we thank you, Jesus, for bringing those right people and giving the PCC wisdom in choosing those people or the right person for the church. We also want to pray for flow, particularly with the fuel situation. We pray that you will provide the fuel for flow to be taken to those places where she can minister to people in the community in Fair Oak and Horton Heath. Thank you so much for all of those who serve you on flow and who support the work of flow. We pray too for the ongoing planning of the Fountain Cafe and for the favour that St Thomas has found with the Parish Council, that that will continue and that the Fountain Cafe will be a place of great blessing, sharing of food and the good news about Jesus. And we thank you for this opportunity that you've provided. And we also pray, Lord Jesus, for little Noah 
and we thank you so much for all that you're doing for his family and for strengthening them and for strengthening his body as he receives the treatment which is so difficult and we thank you for reducing or eliminating all side effects. We also think of Emma, Hannah's friend, um, Danny's daughter's friend, who is suffering from breast cancer and we thank you so much for uh, the fact that she appears to be in remission, Lord, and we thank you for that. Pray that she will acknowledge that you are the one who has healed her and that she will come to know you as Lord and Saviour. And we praise you, Lord Jesus, that through adversity you bring about great blessing. Pray for our Alpha group. Um, and thank you for the lady who's attending. We think somebody else may possibly join us. Lord, just bring the right people who will have ears that are open and hearts that are open to receive the good news of Jesus Christ. Pray too for the Bible course and for those ladies who have come to that, that that will continue to be a great blessing and draw them closer to you with a greater understanding of your word through that course. So if we haven't got any other prayer requests, I can't see any in the chat. Um, let's finish our time of prayer by saying the Lord's Prayer together. Do feel free to pray in any version you like. I'm still rather wedded to the old version that I learnt in primary school many years ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And I've just remembered another prayer that I'd be most grateful for your prayers with, as well is for little Gillian, who's much better. She's now got some antibiotics from the doctor, but she really doesn't like taking them. So we just pray, Lord Jesus, that Gillian will be happy to take her medicine and that she will become much, much better. And we thank you for healing her in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's have that blessing at the end of our morning prayer. And I'm sorry it was a little bit delayed this morning. So let's just hum along to this together. <clears throat> May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you, wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. <clears throat> may he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. <clears throat> 
May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you, wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. So, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So have a wonderful day, everybody. God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace. And thank you, Gary, um, for supporting this broadcast this morning. So I'm going to let you close it and say goodbye to everybody till next time. <laughs>